Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I love to do everything systematically because my background as a neurosurgeon, I love to do everything very systematic. In a medical school, Before you become a doctor, you have to go through chemistry and anatomy. Everything very systematic in the world system. Why we are not systematic to produce everything in series? We produce so many series of teaching and put it in in the playlist so that people can go back and listen again and again. I want to do everything for the future people as well. Please put the seat belt on. I hope you don't run away. When I prepared this teaching, the Lord spoke to me that, "Son, how many years did you have to go to school to become a neurosurgeon?" And I say that in Thailand, four years; in America, eight years; twelve years to be ready to cut on somebody's brain and save life, opening skull and work on the brain of people. Why do I have to go to school? Why some of you have to go to school to be a computer expert? Because you don't want to mess it up. You don't want to mess up computer, mess up people's life. You want to be good at what you're doing. Is that right? Then, in the same way, you have life on Earth, and you want to make sure this life counts. This life is blessed, effective, and you can pass on. A good thing to the next generation. We don't want to waste time. The Bible is our textbook. The more you understand, the more you know, and you practice, you're going to be expert in living a victorious and blessed life. A lot of Christians fail because they don't know the Bible and they don't practice the Bible. That's why I'm so serious about teaching the Word of God. Very serious. Can you imagine? I spend time, hours and hours and hours, for preparing, reading, recording, because I want you to be trained. The church is like a school; we train people. That's why Jesus said, "Go and make disciple of all nations." We want to train you. I was trained to be a good neurosurgeon. I want to train you to be a good soldier of Christ. I want to train you to be the good bride of Christ. I want to train you to be successful in life. That's why we learn all aspects of the Bible. Last Sunday we learned about angel, angelic protection. I'm going to skip a little bit. We're going to talk more about angelic protection. But today, I would like to talk about a very important subject to the heart of God. Let me read a couple of scripture first. In First Peter chapter two, verses four to five, coming to Him, to the Lord, as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men. Our Savior, the Lord Jesus, was rejected by people, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. We all need to be involved in building a house of God, a, a local church, 
Local church is so important to God. A holy priesthood, in other words, not only that every believer should be involved in building the local church, that's why I fly everywhere. I try to help building church around the world, in England, in Switzerland, in many countries around the world. We want to help them. A holy priesthood, which means that all of us should serve the Lord. We should not be just pure warmer. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So we're going to talk about offering up spiritual sacrifices. Let me read another scripture in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This teaching is in a series called Greater Blessing. What is the greater blessing? Is to give and to offer the spiritual sacrifices to the Lord and to the people that He lead us to. So we're going to learn more about the offering. The sermon today, the topic called Precious Offerings. We're going to learn about that. We need to come up to the higher place in this area of our Christian walk. We need to understand that giving to God is not just going through the motions. It's not about just going through religious things. Let me ask this. Do we have to give? You don't have to. Do you have to pray? You don't have to. It's up to you. I come here every Saturday to pray with the intercessor team here. Pray for one and a half hours every Saturday. We pray and pray, pray in tongue and cry now to God, pray for the country, pray for the church. Do I have to go to church? You don't have to. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to pray. You don't have to read the Bible. But it's your own problem if you don't do it. We don't have to give, but we love to give. We love to pray. We love to go to church. It's a privilege to pray. It's a privilege to give. Privilege to build the house of God. In the book of Malachi, we can find that the Lord was very upset with the children of Israel in that generation. God was not pleased with them. Let me ask this question. Does God love you? Ask another question. Do you love God? Do you want to please God? One person in the world that I want to please is my wife. Happy wife, happy life. I want to please my wife. If my wife is not happy, I may sleep on the couch. I want to please my wife. But the biggest person that I want to please is my God. Some people say that it's not a big deal to please God. It's not a big deal to give and to serve the Lord. Don't talk about it. Just let it go. I know the only thing God loves me is enough. God loves me and that's enough. But more important, do you love God? Do you want to please God? I'm going to show you from the scripture that there are some things in the Bible that are big deals to the Lord. Big deals. And if you do it, you will please the Lord. In the same way, in a married life, something is big deal for the wife. You have to be careful. You don't want to hurt her feeling. And something is big deal for the husband. In relationship, there are something big deals. And that's why the Bible talks about acceptable to the Lord, pleasing the Lord. 
I want to tell you, giving is a big deal. Building the church is a big deal. Day and night, I and Pastor are thinking about the church, because the church is the body of Christ, and Jesus died for the church. So, building the local church is the big deal, and not only that, giving is a big deal in the eyes of God. Some Christian may say, "Don't talk about giving." It's I just love him. That's enough. I just serve him. That's enough. We should exclude this out of the sermon. We should not talk about giving on the pulpit. I love God with all my heart. I love God with all my soul. But don't touch my checkbook, please. I believe that some believer got into the water for water baptism. They got into the water, but their hand with the checkbook on their hand, their financial thing is not sanctified. They give everything in their life except. The checkbook and the financial situation. They say, "My money is my money. I work hard for it, so I'm not going to give to anybody and give to God. It's my money." But they forget that they may not wake up the next morning if the Lord does not give them a heartbeat. If I don't have a good back, how I can perform surgery for five hours, six hours? God give me good back. That's why I want to give thanks to God by taking care of me, sending me to America to go to University of Washington. Every step of our life, we are maintained by the Lord. We should not say this is my money. Actually, you get that money because God allow you to get the money. That's why we read from Genesis chapter eight a while ago. Noah came out from the boat, and the first thing he did. He built an altar, and he knew, and he knew that he was saved from the flood. He did not die. His son and all the daughter-in-laws and his wife were spared and kept and saved because of the Lord. He was so thankful, and that's why he gave to the Lord the best animal. That's what we did every Sunday. Every Sunday when we came, we gave offering of praises to God. We sing the best we can. Raise our hand. I'm not coming to churches. Hey, you guys can sing. No, I want to give offering of praises to the Lord, and we want to say, God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Thank you, Lord, for healing my sickness. Thank you, Lord, for providing for me, bringing me to Seattle, having an education. Getting a good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping my family. Thank you for saving me from accident. I'm not paying you. I'm not paying the tip to you. No, I don't tip God. I don't give token thing to God. Oh, I appreciate you. Okay, a little bit here. We don't give token offering to God. We are thankful and we appreciate what Jesus did for us, and we are thankful to Him in a tangible way. Saying "I loved you," "I thank you" is cheap. Hey, Pastor Da, thank you. Bye. Very cheap, easy. But to say thank in a tangible way is a real thing that you need to take action. Let me read Malachi. I hope I preach this lesson and you don't get mad at me. Malachi chapter one six to seven. The Lord of Heaven's army say to the priests, 
A son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where are the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name, but you ask, how have contempt mean to disrespect or to look down or to despise? How have we ever shown contempt for your name? Or in other words, despise your name. You have shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how have we defied the sacrifices? You defied them by saying, the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. God specifically spoke to the priests, the spiritual leaders of his people in that generation. The way he spoke through Malachi, he was very aggravated. He was very upset against those priests or the preacher in that generation. Hosea chapter 4 verse 9 say, And thus it is, like priests, like people. Because the priests are wicked, the people are too. Therefore, I will punish both priests and people for all their wicked deeds. Actually, I plan one Sunday I'm going to come and talk a sermon that you may not like to hear. I will not tell you which Sunday. Called God Discipline. A lot of people say, God love me, God love me. But you know, the way God show love is to discipline, spank, to stop you from sinning. So God can show love by spanking people, disciplining. Amen? The Bible says that like priests, like the people. Can you imagine if Pastor Lao come up on the stage as the priest or the pastor and say, let's hurry up and pass the offering back. We need to pay bill. Let's hurry up. Okay, let's go to the next one. If I say like that to you, it means I despise the offering. I don't care much about giving to God. And you're going to get that spirit from me. And you will be like me who despise the Lord. That's why the pastor have to show respect to God. So members can show respect to God. Husband, you need to show respect to God. So your children will show respect to God. The priest of the house is the husband and the wife. You need to show good example. The way the pastor or the husband or the parents see, think about God, about the church, about the offering, the way you treat the offering, the way you see things, will definitely pass into the people who are under you. They will see the things of God the same way. If you look down on the things of God, you complain about the church a lot, your children are going to complain a lot. And they can start to have bad attitude to, against the body of Christ. We need to be careful. The priests of the children of Israel in Malachi's time had wrong attitudes. God said to them, where is my honor? Where is my respect? You despise my name. I am the Lord of hosts. I am the commander of the army of heaven. And when the Lord says something like that, you need to be on the ground and you have a serious repenting time. Cry and say, God, forgive me. We're going to read about King David in a while. You need to say, God, I'm sorry you rebuke me, you correct me, that I despise you, I do not honor you. And I believe God can ask all of us in this generation, many thousand years later, after Malachi, the same question. Where is my honor? Where is my respect? Please don't despise me. And they ask, and I think you ask the same question, 
How do we despise you? Verse 7 again. You have shown contempt or despise by offering defied sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how have we defied the sacrifices? You defied them by saying, the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. Did the Lord talk about offerings huh? in the Bible? Did he care about your offering to him? Did he take it serious about the offering? Many Christians say, no, he doesn't care much about the offering. Every time we go to church, preacher talk about offering, I want him to shut his mouth, get out of here, and talk about something else. He can preach about healing. He can preach about miracle, but don't talk about offering. Preach, shut your mouth, pastor. I don't care. And I believe God doesn't care. I want to tell you, God cares very much. Don't have the attitude of the priest in Malachi's time. Don't despise the offerings of the Lord. Has that attitude still continued this day in this generation? Yes. Many people despise the offering, despise the church, despise the things of God. They treat God cheap, junk, and don't care. And God is upset. We need to please the Lord. We will not despise the offering of the Lord just to please some people. I'm not here to please anybody. I'm here to teach you the truth of God. And so many people care about that so much that they're so aggravated when the preacher talk about the offering of the Lord. They despise the offering. And who are despising? Not the offering. They are despising God himself. If you despise the church, you despise God. If you despise the Bible, you despise God. If you despise the offering, you despise him. Malachi chapter 1 verse 8. When you give blind animals as sacrifices, isn't that wrong? And isn't it wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he is. Say the Lord of heavens of army. Let me read from New King James Version. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? God even called evil. Wow. Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably? Say the Lord of hosts. God never changes. Does he expect your honor and respect toward him? In your offering today, in the 21st century, does he expect your honor? Why so quiet? He expects your respect in the offering. He said, you despise my name. And you may ask, how do I despise you? I dress nice to come to church every Sunday. I drive my car out on Sunday to come to church every Sunday. How can I despise your name? Do you despise his name? By giving the junk to the kingdom. You give tips to God. You give token. Give a little bit to God. Yesterday I asked some brother and sister in lunchtime. We went out for lunch. And I tried to understand English language. What is tip? What is token? And I was explained. Tip is a little bit of you give to people when they serve you. But token is a little bit more that I appreciate. You're going to give you some Christmas gift a little bit here. To let you know, I appreciate you. But it's not a real gift. It's just a token to show that I appreciate you. 
We can still bring a lamb offering today to the Lord, even though we don't bring goats and sheep to the church anymore. We still can give broken sheep, broken token offering, lamb offering, tips and token offering to the Lord today. Some people say this way, think this way. Here, two dollars in the offering bag. Please shut your mouth. They think that they are fighting with the pastor. Shut your mouth, please. This is two dollars. Get out of here. Yes, they can have that two dollars. Get it back. We return that two dollars because God doesn't accept it anyway. Of the bad attitude they have, they think that they are despising the preacher or the pastor because he talks too much about giving. But actually, they are despising the Lord. Not the pastor. They are despising his name and his offering. They think that God does not care much about their offering. It's between them and the church, and them and the pastor. No, your offering is between you and God. Not with me at all. Not with this church at all. It's between you and the Lord. Do you know how many references in the Bible that talk about offerings? More than 1,000 references in the Bible. God would not spend a lot of spaces in the Bible for nothing. God would not put a lot of things in the Bible. Can you imagine the whole New Testament talk about the church, 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 church. But today people despise the church. They come and leave. They go. They don't care. But the whole New Testament is about the local church. 1,000 references in the Bible talk about offerings. You think God going to put in there just to decorate the Bible? No. He takes serious. He cares about the church and the offering so much. That's why he put a lot of things in those pages. People don't want to give to the Lord because they are covetous. They love money more than God. I don't want to hear about this kind of preaching. Actually, when I put this teaching in the internet, I was so surprised. The first teaching in this series, 26,000 people watched already. Wow, I'm very impressed. So some people really want to hear the truth. A lot of people, Jesus is not the Lord of their life. Money is the Lord of their life. Malachi, please don't take the seatbelt off. Malachi chapter 1 verses 9 to 10. Go ahead. Beg God to be merciful to you. But when you bring that kind of offering, why should he show you any favor at all? Wow, why so many people don't have favor from God? Because they despise the offering of the Lord. You notice that God showed favor to Noah because Noah gave the best offering to God. Ask the Lord of heaven army, how I wish one of you would shut the temple doors so that those worthless sacrifices could not be offered. Just shut the door. Don't give to me. I'm not pleased with you. I don't want to hear this sentence from God. I'm not pleased with you. Oh, God. I don't want to. I want to hear, I am pleased with you. Say the Lord of heaven's army, and I will not accept your offering. Is it possible that God will not accept your offering? If possible. The church will accept. But God will not accept. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine when you are a wealthy person and you come to church and give a coin or two dollars? You have millions of dollars, but you give a little bit into the offering bag. 
Is that despising the Lord? Is that to say, get out of here, bye? We should not do that. We should honor our Lord. We should not give leftover, junk, tips, and token gift. Give to God. You are slapping God's face. This is my tip. Thank you for healing me. This is my token. This is a leftover. I can spend money in Paris. I spend money to do the nail in the nail salon, wearing nice clothes, buying a nice car. But God, for you, this is a tip. You are despising the Lord. That's why Cain brought only junk fruit to God. Just pick up somewhere and give. And the Lord did not accept Cain's offering. But Abel, he looked around in his flock. Oh, that is the fluffy, beautiful, expensive, nicest sheep. I'm gonna pick that sheep. That sheep is more expensive than the blighted sheep, broken sheep, lame sheep. He got the best, the most expensive thing to give to the Lord, and the Lord was so pleased with Abel. He did not give cheap stuff to God. He gave the best. And you can see that the offering is a serious subject. Money is a serious subject. So serious to the point that Cain killed his brother. Please don't kill me. <laughs> the church still need me, and my patients still need me. When it comes to giving to the Lord, a lot of people just look at the cheap ones to give to people. We should not do that. We should not just pick something little value or something that. You don't want any more. Just left over on the table for years. Oh, maybe I pick this up and give to God. Don't do that. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not condemning anybody. It's not between you and me. We should not give out of condemnation or out of guilt. We should not live in guilt and condemnation. We should really live by faith, in love and honor. I don't condemn anybody here. I'm just telling you the truth. Of the Bible, my job is to tell you the truth. I'm not condemning anybody. Actually, I never even know how much you give to this church. I never check. Ask the church office. Pastor Lau never call church office and ask how much that person give, how much this person give. I never even know. I don't want to know because it's business between you and God. I don't want to check, and it's not my business. It's between you and the Lord. Definitely, don't give out of guilt, but give out of the portion, honorable portion of what you have to the Lord. I give you example. When I first moved to the U.S., my salary was thirteen hundred dollars a month at University of Washington as a student. I opened my home, used everything in my home for the church, and I gave tithe hundred thirty dollars. And actually, we give meal because we cook, we feed people with our own money. At that time, we don't even have a budget in the churches. We just started the church with only a few people. We spend money at the level we have, because I was a resident, I was a student. Today, if I give God one hundred thirty dollars a month, I'm slapping on His face, because I have much more salary than that time. I give according to the financial level I have. I don't give junk, tip. Token left over that I can throw away any time to God. I want to honor the Lord. If you are millionaire here and you give five dollars in the offering bag, you are despising the Lord. Please, I'm not telling you to borrow money to give to God. You give 
at the level you have, you are at. If you're a student and you give five dollars, that's a lot for student because you get ten dollars a day or something from your parents. So I give you example: five dollars for somebody is a lot, but five dollars for me is a tip. Actually, less than tip because I give twenty percent tip in the restaurant. The server get more than five dollars from me. Sometimes thirty, sixty dollars, or one hundred dollars at whatever we eat. I don't give tip to God. Amen. Wow, so quiet in this room. So quiet. I'm not going to tell you how much you need to give. I'm not going to want to know where you are financially, and you don't need to know where I am financially. It's your own business between you and God. I'm not going to tell you how much you need to give, where you are, how much. It's between you and the Lord. You need to have your own conviction how much you should give to the Lord. And you give out of faith, but you say, "Pastor Lau, you know, I really don't trust New Hope International Church. I don't trust you. Therefore, I'm not going to give here because I don't trust you." Then, please find a church that you trust. Find a leader, the pastor that you trust. Move to that church and give to that church. Don't quote this excuse. I don't trust this church, so I don't give because it's unbiblical. You can move to another church and give to that church. You don't need to be here, because I don't want you to hop from church to church. I don't want to use all the excuses not to give to the Lord. I want to make sure you give to the Lord with honor and respect, and then you shall be blessed. It's not about new hope. It's about you and God. Some people complain. Wow, why he talk about offering every Sunday? You know why? Because it's a big deal to God. I'm going to talk about the big deal to God, and at the same time, it's a big deal to them because they don't want to give. Big deal for God is that God wants you to honor Him, and a big deal to them because they don't want to write a check. When God has all the parts of your spirit, your soul, your life, you don't mind to give to God. I tell you from the bottom of my heart, I actually, in my flesh, I don't want to fly this Thursday. I don't want to go to Thailand. I don't want to go to Cambodia. In my flesh, I struggle because I don't like jet lag. I don't like to leave the church here. I don't like to go and deal with a lot of things and lay hand. And my flesh, I don't want to. But I go because I give my life to God. In my flesh, I don't want to go to mission trip. It's not fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of fighting, spiritual warfare. We give because we love Him. Some people may say this way. Pastor, you know I have some cracked plate and some chip cups in my house. I'm gonna throw in the garbage can, but uh, I think I'm gonna give to you so that you can use them. Please take this chip cup and cracked plate and this junk that I'm gonna throw in the garbage can, Pastor. You need to stay poor, Pastor, and use the broken one for my house. Oh, I'm gonna throw away this computer. Do you want it, Pastor? The computer. It's about ten years old. Malachi chapter one verse ten: Who is there even among you who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord of hosts. Please live a life that pleases the Lord and acceptable to His eyes. Nor will I accept an offering from your hands. You should not bring junk to church. 
give to the servant of God or to the ministry. If it's a junk, throw it away. Don't bring to church. He said, "I don't accept it. You despise me." Malachi chapter one verses eleven to thirteen. You know, I love you. That's why I teach this one. For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name. In every place, we give offering incense to the Lord, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among nations, say the Lord of hosts. But you profane it, in that you say the table of the Lord is defiled, and its fruit and its food is contemptible. You also say, "Oh, what a weariness! Every Sunday I need to give to God. I need to write a check again. I'm tired of this." To give to God every Sunday, I'm tired to listen to Pastor Lau reading scripture about giving every Sunday, <laughs> and you sneer at it. <laughs> Say the Lord of Hosts, and you bring the stolen. Some of you even bring stolen thing and give to God. <laughs> the lame, in other words, you cheat somebody and give that money from corruption and give to God. The sick, does you bring an offering? Should I accept this from your hand? Say the Lord. The priests of that time complained about giving offering. Oh, again, burn offering every day. They complain about offering, and the Lord said, "I think you should shut the door of the temple and don't do anymore. I don't accept anyway. Waste your time." Amen. Verse fourteen. But curse be the deceiver, who has in his flock a male, and takes a vow, but sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king," say the Lord. Wow, very strong word. I'm a great king, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Some people may say, "Pastor, you know I tithe, I give. I don't know the amount. They may think well, this Sunday maybe I tithe five hundred dollars, but when they start to write check on Sunday morning, oh, I think four hundred dollars. I can buy something. Maybe I give one hundred, but no one knows. Pastor doesn't know." My wife doesn't know, but who knows? God knows. And you lies to God. You deceive God in your offering, and the Lord was upset. You do not honor Him. That's what He say in the Scripture. I will not accept you, your offering, because you are a deceiver. You are a liar. You say you give ten percent, but actually you don't. You lie. You cheat me. The Lord knows it's between you and God, and if you ask Him for favor, He say, "I'm sorry, I cannot give you favor, because you do not honor me all these years." But the Lord knows your finances. The Lord knows how many houses you own. He knows how many cars you have. He knows how much money you have in the bank account. How much stock market rise up these past few weeks? He knows everything. You cannot lie to Him. Will you be faithful to give? The exact amount that you promise to the Lord. Are you going to play with the offering? Are you going to just lie and deceived, and give him a token, give him a tip? And the Lord say, "I don't accept it." The Bible say, "Seek the kingdom of God first. Everyone say first. What does it mean, including the area of finances? It means this way. I myself, every month I have a salary for my office. When the salary come in. 
I cut off 10% right away into another account called charitable account. I have a few accounts. One is writing the check. Another one called accountable. When the money come in, I cut off 10%. Transfer to this account right away. First thing first. I don't spend and spend and spend. And by the end of the month, oh, uh, okay, I gonna give left over to God. I'm, unfortunately, I plan to give 10%, but I already spent 97%. So I left over 3%. I gonna give to God. That's what it means. Seek the kingdom of God first. Cut off right away 10% to God. First, okay. Number one. Number two. What it means? It means this way. I know the sermon today was quite correction. Another thing means this way. Before you come to church every Sunday morning, or before I go to care group, I write a check or pull out cash, and I prepare it ahead of time, ready to give. I prepare. I put God first. Money is in my pocket already. I'm ready to give. I don't do things just go through the motion, or I will not give to God last minute. Oh, uh, the offering bag is coming by. Okay, five dollars. Okay, <laughs> last minute. That means God is not first in your life. If God is first in your life, you know the amount appropriate. Everyone say appropriate. Appropriate for me and you may be different. For some of you, as student, maybe ten dollars appropriate for you. But for me, ten dollars is not appropriate. The appropriate amount I prepare first by faith and with the heart of honoring the Lord. God knows our heart. He knows that we are playing with offering or not. He knows that we are giving last minute thing or not. Last minute. He knows that we are preparing and ready or not. He knows that. We are giving precious offerings or a junk offering to the Lord, or not. He knows everything. Let me show you last scripture about King David, and I will explain to you. In Second Samuel chapter twenty-four, King David make a mistake. The Lord say, "Find out how many people in the country." But instead of listening to God. He count the numbers of his soldiers in Israel and in Judah. He just want to know how big I am. He want to show how big my army was. And what happened? God was so upset with him that he want to boast about his greatness. And the Lord sent the prophet named Gad to talk to him and say, "David, you really sin against God." That's why you notice I never quote numbers in this church. I never say anything about how many members, how many all these things, because I don't want to boast about myself. I want to boast only about the Lord. And the prophet say that you have God gonna punish you with the word tree. Three years of plague. I don't remember all the detail, but God say either you or the country or something gonna get into trouble. But what happened eventually? God chose to punish the whole nation of Israel, sending an angel to put sickness or plagues upon people. A lot of people died in the first few days. Died. Who, as a pastor and as a husband, God, I don't want to do anything bad. I don't want my children and my wife to suffer. I don't want this church member to suffer. I really want to be holy and righteous. I don't want my members to get into trouble because of my mistake, like King David. 
And look at what happened in Second Samuel chapter 24, verses 19 to 25. So David, according to the word of God, God is a prophet, went up as the Lord commanded. Now Arauna looked and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. King David, by the prophetic word, went to the threshing floor of a man named Arauna. I hope I say it right, Arauna. And he went there according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So Arauna went out and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Then Arauna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor from you, to build an altar to the lord, that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. Now Arauna said to David, Let my lord the king take and offer up whatever seemed good to him, mean free of charge. Whatever you want to do, I don't charge you. Look, here are oxen for burnt sacrifice, threshing implements and the yokes of the oxen for wood. All this, O king Arauna, has given to the king. And Arauna said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. Then, is it good that you can hear God accept you? Amen. Please don't listen to the sermon or the teaching who say that God loves you no matter what you do. No, it's not true. Yes, God loves you, but God may not accept you. That's a problem. May the Lord your God accept you. Then the king said to Arauna, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a peace. Nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers of the, for the land and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. Wow. The prophet led this king to a threshing floor. He didn't even know that that Land going to be the place where he built the temple for the Lord. And the Lord led him to build the altar to give offering to the Lord. To say, sorry, God, I'm sorry I sinned against you. And the people of Israel are suffering right now because of my sin. And Arauna say, get it for free. Everything free. You are the king. I give to you. Arauna is very generous. But the king say, no way, Jose. I will not take this for free. Why? Because I don't want to give cheap thing to God. What I give to God, it must be honorable, valuable, precious, and cost something for me. If you give on Sunday $200, and if that $200 bill fall off the window and get destroyed, and you look at the $200, oh, what the heck, I don't care. That $200 bill. I have a million dollars in the bank. This $200 is nothing for me. It can get crushed by animal. I don't care. That giving is not valuable to you. It's not precious to you. Then it means you despise the Lord at your level, at the level of your financial situation. If you can give something to God that you don't even care if you lose it. When you give, it means that means something to me. <laughs> mean a lot to me. It's valuable. It's precious. It's expensive. 
If something if I lose, I have to think about that for a few days. It's not that just throw away. That is a real offering to the Lord. If something you don't even care at all to lose, it means nothing. And the Lord say, I don't accept that. It's not too late to repent. If you have been giving junk to God, token, tip to God all these years, nothing wrong. God forgive you. It's not too late to repent, and began to give the appropriate offering to the Lord. Precious seeds, precious offering. If you give something that you don't mind to lose it, you're not giving to God. You're just tip God, just junk to God. This principle is also applied to human relationship. If God asks you to help somebody, give to some church or some minister or something. You should not give junk to them. You should give the best. I give you example during Christmas time. I want to give gift to my wife, a Christmas gift. I went to the Bellevue Mall, and I looked for a very nice purse, according to the level of my money, nice shirt, and gave them to Pastor Da. I don't go to Bellevue Mall. Oh, my wife, she not gonna divorce me. She gonna stay with me no matter what. You know, we have kids together. So maybe that fifty dollars, uh, something. Okay, wrap it up. Give to my wife fifty dollars gift. That is token. That is not a gift. She is meaningful to me. She is my angel. I need to give the best to her. I don't give junk to her. In the same way to God, I read the sermon all day yesterday, and this morning I woke up at six, seven a.m. I read again one more time. You know why? Because I don't want to give junk to God this Sunday. I want to give the best preaching. Best word to his people. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, if the things you give to God are not valuable to you, you don't even care to lose them. Don't give. You slap on God's face. You are the servant in the restaurant that I just tip you a little bit. Actually, some of us don't want even to tip. The servant works so hard. Okay, I tip you two dollars. You don't want to tip the servant. You should tip them. They work hard. You should bless them. Is that right? Yes. Hallelujah. Be generous, and God gonna bless you. Amen. God gonna give you favor. Give God's people precious gift. Okay, let me explain a little bit more. If somebody pray for God to help them, they do not ask for anybody, and God work in your heart to give something to that person to help. And when you give so good gift. That person will cry and say, "God loved me so much. He worked in the heart of this man or this woman to give this gift to me. Thank God, this is a good gift. It's not a junk. And who get honor? God gets the honor. The same thing with our relationship. When we give to one another, we should not despise one another. We should give good gifts to one another. Amen. If you have money and you say, Pastor, uh, I give you a candle for the Christmas." Even though you have ten thousand dollars in your bank, and you give a candle, that is not even a tip, less than a tip, not a token even. I'm not asking you to give anything to me. Don't take me wrong. I just want to teach you the heart that honor the Lord. Everyone say precious, valuable, meaningful, best gift to the Lord. We're gonna give precious offering. That if we give, we know that we are sacrificing or giving something that very precious to our heart, not junk, 
not something we can throw away and don't even care, don't even think about it. We're going to give good gifts to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us. We want to be like King David, like Noah, like Abel, who gave the best, valuable, precious gift to you. Noah did that. King David did that. Abel did that. We want to be like them, Lord. We don't want to give junk to you. Leftover. Something we're going to throw away anyway. Something we don't even care to have. We want to decrease the junk in our house. So we take it to church. We don't want to do that, Lord. You are the king of all kings. You are the master. You are the Lord of all lords. You save us. You are the savior. You are the king of the universe. You sit on the throne. If we don't even give junk to our parents, how dare we give junk to God? We want from today on remember this teaching, and we will not love money more than you, Lord. We're going to love you more than anything else. We will not hold on to the checkbook and say, "God, this is mine. Don't touch it. It's mine." We will give. We will bless your kingdom. We want our offerings to be accepted and pleasing to you, Lord, so that we can receive the blessing of Abraham, like Noah. So that, Lord, you will protect our children and grandchildren and people under our care from the flood or from the destruction, because you shall give favor to us. Lord, we can see from David that when he gave you precious offerings, the plagues were withdrawn. Lord, withdraw plagues from people in this house. Withdraw curses from our people, because this church, Lord, gonna give you the best. When we buy equipment, we're gonna buy the best equipment, not junk equipment. When we remodel this building, we want to give the best for you, Lord. Best material, not junk material, Lord. Because we want to honor you, you deserve our honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. But don't we spend a couple minutes to repent? If you have the attitude like Cain in the past, if you have the attitude of the priest in the Malachi's time, you say, "Lord, I'm sorry. From now on, I will give best offering to you." Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm repenting. I let go of covetousness, loving money. Thank you, Jesus. I believe with all my heart that some of you, if you really 
take care of this issue. God gonna give you a breakthrough concerning your children, your health, your finances. God gonna give you the breakthrough if you do the right thing before the eyes of God. I'm not preaching this to get money from you at all. I'm not preaching this to raise the money in the church. No, I'm preaching to teach you the truth, so that you will be acceptable and pleasing to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up and sing a song together. And if you have anything to be prayed for, we trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.